विशल चांट वर्ष नंबर ट्वेंटी गुणतस्त्रिविधम शृणु प्रोच्यमशेषेण पृथक्न धनंजय दिस चैप्टर बिगिन्स विथ अर्जुनस क्वेश्चन अबाउट the exact meaning of sanyas and tyaga and bhagwan gives various uh, opinions and then finally he says that uh, yajna dana tapak karma should be performed without attachment to the karma as well as to the results of action that itself is satvik uh, tyaga thereafter he went to analyze the action how it happens there are five main causes bhagwan says for because of which action happens and in those five atma is not included so only by ignorance because of ignorance one assumes that i the self is the cause or is the doer of action but when one comes to uh, recognize in in the state of meditation when one comes to recognize that i am the witness consciousness and i am not the doer that all actions happen according to the qualities of this uh, prakriti huh? gunas that i am just a, a witness in this whole process when one comes to recognize this one becomes free from all bondage of action that itself is called moksha so in order to become free we have to go through the process of karma yoga etc which is performing our fulfilling our duties without attachment so to make it more easy to comprehend bhagwan then further says that we have these three types of vision and uh, based on those vision we perform karmas which are also of three types and there are three types of doers so if this 333 can be made more and more satvik then our uh, ordinary karma will become uh, karma yoga and that is very beautifully uh, presented and now bhagwan says that uh, you should also understand the role of buddhi and dhriti buddhi means the instrument with which we understand all our understanding happens because of the use of our buddhi and uh, that also then modifies our personality the karta it modifies the karma it modifies the jnanam everything can be modified transform if the buddhi is used effectively so there is a very important role for this uh, buddhi a power of discrimination and power to think and arrive at understanding 
and the buddhi is such that once it has understood something it becomes uh, it gets uh, it is it is partial to the understanding it it prefers that which is right which is true it is very difficult to go against the buddhi then it influences our mind it influences our senses also so it is very important that buddhi understands the everything properly then we, it is easier to influence our emotions and action for example once the buddhi understands like in the good old days uh, even the earth that it is spherical was not known but then once the intellect understood through experimentation and all then it is accepted even our our experience might be different our experience is a flat uh, earth only but uh, intellect has understood so it is accepted then so it is very important but apart from understanding what we require is the perseverance to follow our path dhruti dhruti also plays a very important role so the the three types of buddhi and three types of dhruti bhagwan says i will explain to you you please listen so prochamanam asheshena prathatvena dhananjaya he dhananjaya please listen carefully the different types of buddhi and dhruti so first he talks about buddhi verse number 30 pravrattincha nivrattincha karya karye bhaya bhaye bandham mokshan chaya vetti बुद्धि सा पार्थ सात्विकी प्रवृत्तिंच निवृत्तिंच कार्या कार्ये भया भये बंधम मोक्षंच या वेत्ति हां दैट बुद्धि व्हिच थ्रू इट्स थिंकिंग एंड एनालिसिस and comparison comes to understand the following that buddhi is considered satvik see buddhi also needs help so the scriptures can help the buddhi to think because we need some data some facts to think so the scriptures also help to think then through satsang through our own contemplation we come to the understanding so when we use our uh, power of thinking rightly properly according to the praman praman means means of knowledge then we arrive at right understanding if our means of knowledge is faulty then we can't come to a proper understanding if for example if i want to see color then eyes are the means so if there is some defect in my eyes or the light and all is not proper 
then I cannot arrive at proper understanding of the color. We go to buy some clothes and all because of all sorts of funny lights which they put. You feel that that is what the color looks like. But when you bring it home, it appears totally different. So if the, the lights are playing some tricks or the eyes are playing tricks, then the understanding will not be proper because the understanding of color is based on the praman, the means of knowledge which are the eyes. Similarly, to understand what is the main important facts of life, the praman are the scriptures, like Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishad. Like if you want to know something about uh, about uh, science and all, we have the scientific uh, manuals and books or scientists are there who are like praman. Similarly, for understanding the fundamentals of life, scriptures like Bhagavad Gita is the praman. So using the scriptures, when the buddhi thinks and arrives at the understanding, the following understanding, then that buddhi is called sattvic. So what are the understanding which is important here? So first, it's like a set. Bhagavan says, pravruttimcha nivruttimcha. The buddhi which understands pravrutti and nivrutti. These are all technical words. Pravrutti means action which leads us into the world more and more. Pravrutti marga it is called. The path of action leading one into more and more worldly entanglements. And nivrutti means path of withdrawal from the world which ultimately leads to moksha, which leads to enlightenment. So path of going out and path of coming in. For example, if there is a circle and the center is there, actually the center is like our own self, but we are at present somewhere away from it on the periphery, on the circumference. So there is, uh, there is, uh, there are two main ways in which one moves. One is away from the center and one is towards the center. When one moves towards the center, one comes to the point, I mean the center. When one goes away from the center, where that fellow will go, nobody can tell. Buddhi is the one who analyzes life in depth and studies the scriptures and understands that this is the path of pravrutti. If I follow this path, it will take me more and more into this uh, samsara only. And buddhi also understands that this is the path of nivrutti. This will bring me closer and closer to my own self, ultimately leading to the state of enlightenment. Like in case of Gautam Buddha, he was there in the world and a prince and his father was planning for his worldly life and it would have been the pravritti marga for him, but then he, he stopped at one point and started thinking and then understood that that is not path for me, my path is this nivrutti. So he withdraw 
himself, withdrew himself from the worldly things and reached the core, the center. It depends on how far we are, means how far we are from the center because of our confusion, ignorance. That path we have to take slowly and steadily, like karma yoga, bhakti, jnana, dhyana, will take us slowly towards center. And as we come closer and closer to our center, we will feel more joy and more peace. Unconditional joy and unconditional peace are the signs of coming closer to your own self. It's like we are going toward the Himalayas. The more we go, the more the uh, the the weather or the the temperature and all we can see the changes. And as you climb, the pressure and all keep on decreasing and all. So similarly, we know that we are going climbing. Similarly, when we uh, follow the path of nivrutti, one experiences more and more joy and more and more unconditional peace. So one knows that one is withdrawing and and moving towards the self. See, even those who are uh, at the periphery, they are also seen in the world and those who move towards the center, they are also seen. Not that withdrawal means one has to go into the Himalayas or something, but it is a subtler path wherein we our inner inner uh, personality moves towards the uh, our real self. So the buddhi, our own intellect, which after the study of the scriptures through satsang comes to understand this very clearly, that this is the path of pravritti which will lead me into samsara, and this is the path of nivritti which will lead me to enlightenment. That is called sattvic buddhi. See, it is a test. Just like uh, we go to school and college and we study there, but just going to school and college studying itself is not any guarantee that we have understood. So we have a test, we have to give the test. And if we pass in the test or score proper in the test, that means we have understood. Similarly, just because we are able to use our buddhi in so many other fields, doesn't mean we are buddhimaan. The real test of buddhi is, are you able to understand? You are moving in life. Are you able to understand this movement of yours? Will it take you to enlightenment or will it take you to more and more bondage? If that is understood, then your buddhi is sattvic. What is Rajasik and Tamasik, we will see. So you yourself have to select. Hmm. So this is one pair. Then another thing which the buddhi should be able to recognize is karya and akarya. Means what are my responsibilities or duties and what are not my duties. That also our own buddhi should be ultimately be able to answer. See there are various uh, uh, points which help us to determine what are my duties. One is we have to take First of all, take the help of the scriptures, which tell us whether they are, what are the duties and what are the values which we should have while fulfilling the duties and all. But other things which we can take help are the 
other the masters the wise people who are following this path of goodness we can take their help wise people of the present time and also of the ancient time through their stories and all we can take help of them then we have to also what you call uh, ultimately take the help of our own conscience see this is also mentioned in our scriptures that after after taking help of the scriptures the wise people and everything we have to also ask our own conscience whether you agree with this or not and if our conscience also agrees what we call our inner voice if our conscience also agrees then that is our duty then that we have to perceive hmm. so this also has to be comprehended by the intellect okay this is my duty and this is not my duty see our duty is called our swadharma and that which is not my duty is uh, it can be paradharma somebody else's duty see uh, bhagwan has said before also and i think in this chapter i don't remember also it will be said that it is better to fulfill your own duties well even not well but it is not advisable to fulfill somebody else's duty ne paradharmo bhayavah swadharme nidhanam shreyah paradharmo bhayavah so paradharma is somebody else's duty adharma is unrighteousness but swadharma is my own duty so ab intellect which can tell me that this is my duty duty as i said is very uh, very broad uh, vision we should have we have duty towards our own self towards the family towards the society towards the world towards our nation towards nature towards gods towards the past rishimunis towards our ancestors so all this we have to comprehend in a very holistic way and understand so each person's understanding of one's duty might might be differ might differ might be narrow and very broad so a person who can comprehend the duties well that intellect which can comprehend duties well is called a satvik intellect so karya and akar what i should do and what i should not do then bhaya bhaya and abhaya bhaya means fear abhaya means fearlessness means intellect should be able to guide us that this path or this duty or this situation will lead me into more and more fear fear means more and more bondage more and more samsar this situation might lead me into more difficulties and this another situation or another path will be will make me fearless will give vairagya to me will bring me out of all problems and situations the buddhi should be able to uh, give us this knowledge through our thinking and analysis we should be able to arrive at understanding see just by using the intellect wrongly one will not just by thinking many people like for example worries 
Worrying is not thinking. Worrying is not called intelligent uh, use of intellect. Because worrying is like going round and round. Like moving, like walking on that uh, treadmill. At least it gives you some benefit, health benefit. But worrying is like going round and round. Buddhi is thinking and arriving at firm understanding. Then only it is right thinking. So bhaya, that which will lead to fear, and abhaya, that which will lead me to fearlessness, buddhi should be able to tell me. And finally, what will lead me into bandham? So bandham and mokshancha. Bandham means what will lead me into bondage. Physical, emotional, intellectual, bondage due to attachment, bondage due to my involvement in various karmas and my attachment to the results of karma. What will lead me into a spiritual bondage? And what will make me free? What will set me free? Buddhi should be able to guide me. This type of buddhi we can create through our education through our uh, satsang, then we can say we have, we have achieved something. But even after a lot of studies and going through all sorts of colleges and universities, if we don't get this buddhi, then really our education is not complete. So we should be able to understand that this path or this situation will lead me into bondage and this will give me freedom. Such a buddhi, Bhagavan says, is, is sattviki buddhi, vetti, one who understands this through his buddhi. That buddhi is called sattviki. So, buddhisa partha sattviki. Now, if we compare this with rajasik buddhi and tamasik buddhi, we will be able to appreciate more the sattvik buddhi. So, let us see the rajasik buddhi. Yaya dharma madharmancha Karyamcha karyamevacha Ayathavat prajanati Buddhisa partha rajasi Yaya dharma madharmancha Karyam cha karyam evacha ayathavat prajanati That buddhi which doesn't give us uh, what you call confirmed knowledge that doesn't give us clear cut knowledge ayathavat Yathavat means as it is. Knowledge of a thing as it is. Ayathavat means not as it is. Little vague. Vague like. Not black and white. Uh, Grey. This way or that way. Many times we find most of the people they have this type of buddhi. Rajasik buddhi. Ah, and those two things might be totally opposite. 
So if you go for advice, you will get total confused like. Youngsters sometimes go for advice, kya kare, konse college mein jaye. You, I think you can go to this college, but that college is also good. But not to study is best. Why go to college? Why bother? So, a buddhi which doesn't understand what is dharma and adharma, what is righteousness and what is unrighteousness. If that is not, see, dharma and adharma are two different uh, things like black and white, like darkness and light. It's clear-cut difference is there of dharma, dharma. But uh, many times people think uh, in such a way that they try to bring down that which is good and try to uplift that which is bad. In that which is good, we try to find some defects and try to bring it down. And that which is bad, we will try to see some goodness in that and try to lift. Not only in the path, but even in people who are very clear-cut in the scriptures also, in order to teach us, they have uh, made that division very clear-cut so that we understand that this is Ravan and this is Ram. Very clearly... They tell us, Ram represents Dharma, Ravan represents Adharma. But when we study, we will try to find defects in Ram. Try to bring him down. And Ravan, they will try to glorify him like anything and try to make him up. So in the process, what happens? We get confused. We don't know what is good and bad. So when one doesn't know what is good and bad, then our actions are all confused. Then our path leads us into more and more uh, misery and sorrow only. Hmm. See, uh, like for example, um, uh, you, are, you are driving on the road. Now suppose you, are, you have taken by mistake a wrong turn or wrong and you are going in the wrong direction. Uh, all, everything will appear same to you. You are driving, the road is there, everything is there. You will say, But unless you have a broader picture, you will not know that you are going in the wrong direction. One husband called his wife and told her that you be careful. That just now I heard on the radio that one uh, car is going on the wrong direction the, what you call that, uh, wrong path, wrong direction. She said uh, what to tell one car, there are many cars which are coming in the wrong direction. <laughs> so sometimes it happens. One goes in the wrong path. <laughs> hmm? And wonder what we are. So dharmam and adharmam, the path of righteousness and non-righteousness should be clear-cut. See, the path of righteousness, first of all, it should follow certain values. Ahimsa, like in Patanjali Sutra, Patanjali Rishi says, Ahimsa, Satyam, Asteya, Brahmacharyan, Aparigraha. We should see that all actions have these five elements, five values in them. 
and so many other factors are there. So, a buddhi which can understand very clearly that this is the path of righteousness and this is the path of unrighteousness is called sattvic. But where there is total confusion about these two, then it is called rajasic buddhi. And a rajasic buddhi will not help us to move towards our goal properly. So, there is confusion regarding righteousness. Then there is confusion regarding duties. Karyamcha, akaryamcha, ayathavat prajanati. Even what I, what are my duties and what are my, what are not my duties, those things are not very clear. What I should do towards myself, what are my duties towards myself, what are my duties towards my family, my society, the world, it's not very clear. Mind is full of confusion. And such a person doesn't take proper help of the scriptures or doesn't go for satsang also. So remains confused in life. So even after moving great, so-called great distance in life, doesn't reach anywhere. See, we, we can move towards our goal only if our path and the goal is clear, not vague. It's very clear, then we will be able to move effectively towards our goal. So the rajasic person, his buddhi, is, doesn't give clear-cut understanding of righteousness, nor of the duties. So ayathavat prajanati, doesn't give clear-cut understanding. Buddhi sa partha rajasi, so this buddhi he partha is called rajasi buddhi. So this will not be helpful. But then there is one more buddhi which is worse than the rajasic buddhi. That's called tamasic buddhi. So one may wonder what can be worse than this. But there is. So let us see. Adharmam dharmamitiya Manyate tamasavrata Sarvarthan viparitanscha Buddhisa partha tamasi Adharmam dharmamitiya Manyate tamasavrata In case of uh, Sattvic and Rajasik, Bhagwan had used the word Vetti. Prajanati means he understands. The sattvic understand rightly. The rajasic doesn't understand rightly. But here for tamasic, he says he he just accepts, he believes. Manyate. Manyate means just believes. Not that he understands. His understanding is not there. The buddhi is not used properly and just accepts something phonetically. Without thinking. That's called manyate. Maan leta hai. Janta nahi hai. Maan leta hai. So manyate tamasavrata. Because the buddhi is totally empowered by tamogun. Ignorance. Confusion. Darkness. And what does he, he or she accepts? He says adharmam dharmamiti sarvartan viparitanscha. Sub, uh, all, all meaning 
is understood in in their exactly opposite way how adharma is understood as dharma and dharma is understood as adharma that which is bad that which leads us to total bondage and confusion that fellow understand it as that is my duty i should do that only or accepts it as my wahi maan leta hai which is absolutely according to the scriptures according to all wise people according to society according to even the tradition which is considered as absolutely wrong that fellow somehow feels or accepts it as this is the path mujhe to ye karna hai it can lead to violence it can lead to death it can lead to confusion in the society but that fellow has accepted that as his dharma that yehi hamara shastra mein yehi kaha hai bhagwan ye sochte hain something like that one just accept something illogically out of ignorance something which is absolutely wrong absolutely negative that type of uh, intellect which gives this type of judgment bhagwan says this is tamasik only this not only destroys that person but creates lot of destruction in the world outside also so adharmam dharmam iti yam anyate tamasavruta sarvarthan viparitaascha all all meaning is understood in their opposite uh, way only viparit if if white is said in the scripture that fellow understands black when it is said you go to the right that fellow understands left viparit to exactly opposite rajasik is not sure which way this way this way but this this fellow goes therefore sometimes they are uh, they can be a good indicator for others if that fellow is going this way then this must be the right way if a tamasic person is going this side then you are sure that this must be the right way totally opposite view about life about god about world about goodness about dharma about spirituality about religion about pap and punya exactly opposite views absolutely uh free from all logic and all justification so such a buddhi bhagwan says buddhi sa partha tamasi and the buddhi gives us knowledge and based on that knowledge we get vision and based on that vision we perform action and based on our action we get the result so if one has got this tamasic buddhi then that fellow gets uh, more and more entangled tamasic as well as rajasic more and more entangled in this world we have seen in the 14th chapter rajasic person remains bound in this world only tamasic person goes down and satvic persons evolve so sarvarthan viparitaanscha buddhi sa partha tamasi so having uh, may us understand this three types of buddhi and we can improve increase our buddhi make it more and more satvik through satsang through upasana through the study of the scriptures 
through contemplation, uh, through uh, this various uh, means, we can make our buddhi more and more sattvic. See, it's very interesting. The Even there are uh, stories and all where even through upasana, when the buddhi becomes sattvic, it starts giving you the right understanding of life. Even an intelligent person, when that fellow gets intoxicated and all, his own buddhi will give him wrong messages. People, people drink and drive and all, buddhi gives them wrong signals. Do light, do motorcycle. But it is a truck which is coming. Wrong signal is given. So he doesn't know where he is going and what he is doing. Even while that fellow is walking, he will walk in all haphazard way. Because buddhi is telling that fellow wrong things. But this happened for sober people also. Their buddhi can be totally tamasic. So once the buddhi gives us the understanding, sattvic buddhi when we have, and once we are sure this is my goal and this is my path, then I should just walk that path. And what is required for that is dhriti. <coughs> so these two things are very important. Right understanding and perseverance. Then we can reach. We should know where we have to go and how we should go. And then we should have the perseverance to keep going. Keep walking. Then we will reach our destination. If we only have the understanding, huh, there I have to go and this way I have to go. But if we don't have the perseverance, we won't reach. And if we have the perseverance but no proper understanding, then it, we will reach somewhere else. Generally we find in the world, some people have a lot of perseverance. They keep on doing, doing, but they may not know. They may not be doing the right thing. So they don't reach the right destination. So dhriti is very important. And there are three types of dhriti mentioned here, sattvic, rajasic and tamasic. So let us see. Dhritya yaya dharayate Manapranendriya kriyaha Yogena vavicharinya Dhritisa partha sattviki Dhritya yaya dharayate Manapranendriya kriyaha Haan, this is the sattviki dhriti, the highest type of dhriti, the power, the fortitude, power to persevere, power to hold on to. That's called dhriti. And this Bhagavan says that ability to hold on to the, to control the activities of the mind, the pranas and the indriyas. Manapranendriya kriyaha yogena in the, in the path of yoga means in the state of uh, meditation and ultimately in the state of samadhi to be able to 
to hold on to this uh, mind, intellect and the activities of the indriyas and all on one particular object of our meditation is called Sattvic Dhriti. I'll explain. Like generally our mind runs from here and there. In meditation, our mind, our attention runs everywhere. We have to pay attention on our own self and we should be able to hold on that attention for a long time. See, all of us, we have this ability to pay attention. All of you are paying attention? Yes. It's not involved some payment, huh? In our railway station also, they keep talking about dhyan. Yatrigan kripaya dhyan do. If you better give dhyan, because you are busy talking there and you have a lot of luggage and all, and you are on that platform number five, and busy chatting with all the friends who have come to see you off. But that yatrigan kripaya dhyan do. Platform number 5 ki gaadi ab platform number 14 se ja rahi hai. <laughs> but you are busy, ah, kya batana yatrigan dhyan do and all. Let us chat. Then you miss the gaadi. But you pay attention, then you have to really hold on to all your bag and run like anything. Because within 5 minutes it will be going. So dhyan do and We have the ability, attention is one of the most beautiful expression of our own self, of that consciousness. Consciousness has got the power to pay attention. See, there is the difference between concentration and attention. Concentration Concentration is something to do with your mind, with your thinking. But attention is something much superior than even concentration. For example, one may, uh, what you call, concentrate, one may focus one's uh, thinking and all on one particular object. For example, this leaf, not, what is it? Petal. See, I am not focusing. Petal. We can think about that petal. We can see that petal. But there is an ability within me which is able to pay attention not only to the petal, but even the one who is, the eyes which are observing, looking at the petal, the whole atmosphere, everything I can just be generally aware of. So it is an ability of my own consciousness to be aware, to be attentive about everything in general and something in particular also. We can shift our attention also from one point to another. Like for example, if I tell you that, okay, pay attention to your nose. Ah, so you can, the whole attention can go on the nose. Especially when we have some disease or some problem and all, our attention goes there. Our attention goes there. And once that attention goes there, then we start thinking about it. So, attention, we have the ability to shift our attention, focus it on, but to point, pinpoint that attention on a particular point, we require the help of thoughts, we require the help of words. If I say, okay, pay attention to your breathing, so breathing is a word, breathing is a thought, breathing is an understanding which you know, 
So once that comes, then you can pay attention to your breathing. Pay attention to the breathing as it comes in and goes out. Sometimes the breath comes more from the right nostrils or more from the left. Hmm? More, one of the nostrils, more it is predominant. So we can pay attention to it. We have the ability to pay attention. That is one of the important, uh, what you call, uh, quality required in meditation. But the second most important quality required is to keep that uh, attention focused on one point. That many times we don't have. We might be able to focus our attention at one point, but that uh, length, the period of focusing it might be very short. Attention span, what we call. And because of our modern lifestyle and because of all this program on television, this, that and all, our attention span has come down. It has gone down. If a person, uh, if in program also, if they don't do something really different and all, we get bored immediately. We can't pay attention for, on it much. Like the good old movies used to be there. Five minutes that scene will go on there only. If somebody is singing, that fellow will be standing there only and singing. Holding on to the wall or something and singing. And you will find that that wall has not moved and the hero has also not moved. But now that fellow sings and within seconds actually he is here in Delhi. Next moment he is in Switzerland or third moment he is there in France somewhere near the uh, that Eiffel Tower. And next moment he is uh, on the China border somewhere. In one song, changes dress so many times and jumps here and there and so many people behind. Because it's attention span, we, distract, we want everything changing fast, fast. Jaldi, 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 jaldi. So the ability to hold on the attention at one point is uh, is a, is called dhriti. But this, to hold on at a subtler level, to focus our mind and the senses and the kriyas and all, to remove all the distraction of that mind in, uh, and the senses and all, and focus our attention on our self and remain focused there, remain steady on, in our attention toward the self, that ability to remain in this way is called sattvic dhriti. This is at a very subtle level which Bhagwan is talking about here. So dhritya yaya dharayate manapranendriya kriyaha yogena avavicharinya. Avavicharinya dhritya. The dhriti which doesn't get distracted. The dhriti which doesn't falter or goes from one point to another but holds on to one point of attention and restrains the activities of the mind, the pranas and the senses, that dhriti is called sattvic dhriti. Like when you go to Shiva temple, you will find that all Shiva temple will have Nandi sitting right in front. Of course, you will say it's made up of stone and all. But just for an example, that Nandi will be looking at Lord Shiva 
and will be just looking at Lord Shiva. Many people will be coming there to the temple. Lot of uh, this new dress, this, that, you know. Nandi will not be looking here and there. If somebody else would have been there, devotee of Shiva, he would have looked at everyone except Lord Shiva. Right? But Nandi is... Even if you come in front, actually you should not come in front of Nandi and Shiva. But even if you come stand there, many people think, Patane kon beta hua hai. Amko to Shivji se matlab hai. They don't care for Nandi. He is very important. So even if you come in, he will see through you and look at Shivji only. So his focus doesn't change. Uh, attention is on one point. Doesn't change. So the ability to restrain the activities of the mind and focus our attention on the self and remain there firm without moving, that ability is called Sattvic Dhriti. And this is, this Sattvic Dhriti will lead us to that state of enlightenment. Buddhi will tell us what is the nature of the self and will help us to pay attention on the self. But Sattvic Dhriti will lead us, will, will take us beyond, will take us to that state of enlightenment. It's like a total focus. So, dhritya yaya dharayate manaprana kriyaha yogena avvevichar. Or, to put it in a simple language, the ability to meditate. First of all, with your intellect, you can choose the object of meditation. And to ability to remain focused, pay attention to it and not get distracted, that ability is called Sattvic Dhriti, which is very important. Now Bhagavan talks about Rajasik Dhriti. This Rajasik and Tamasik can be understood very easily. Sattvic is difficult to comprehend. So let us see Rajasik. Yaya Tudharma Kamarthan Dhritya Dharaya Terjuna Prasangena Phala Kangshi Dhritisa Partha Rajasi Yaya Tudharma Kamarthan Dhritya Dharaya Terjuna Yaya, Dhritya, that ability of perseverance by which one holds on to Dharma, path of righteousness, then Kama, path of desire, then Artha, path of acquiring wealth, one holds on to it, Dhritya Dharayate Arjuna Prasangena with lot of attachment and also with attachment to the results of action, having desire, attachment and desire for the results of action, that type of perseverance, he partha, is called rajasik. And that is what we see in the world. People pursue the path of earning wealth, for example. 
so much of perseverance is required. Sometimes they have to struggle and work for it for a long time, acquire the right type of knowledge and then get a proper job or go on some business and all. And lage raho and keep on perceiving it like anything. Come what may, you don't give up. All the time thinking about that, reading those type of magazines, going online and checking out everything, interacting with people, those type of people. And constantly in that world only. Even their dreams are like that only. All the time, money, 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 money. Holding on. It requires ability to hold on, to persevere. See, other person and all, sattvic person, after some time they will give up. Forget about this, running after money and all. Or they will not be able to persevere it very effectively. The path of earning wealth or path of gaining worldly things also requires perseverance, which is called rajasic perseverance. Dharma, kama, even to fulfill desire, they will persevere like anything. Some ambition, some plan is there in the head. And they will put the whole world upside down to achieve it and persevere like anything. Whatever obstacle comes or whatever comes, they will not give it up. They will rather die than give up their plans. Then, so dharma, kama, artha, dharma also, some, some idea about following certain path in religion or doing some rituals, or doing some Tirtha Yatras. Some people are so perseverant in their Tirtha Yatras and all, you cannot shake their uh, thing. Or some Vrata and all. Mm, they will rather die and rather than give up their Vrata and all. And they will do it like anything. That also requires Rajasik type of Dhriti only. At home they cannot even walk and all. But when they go on these Yatras, they walk like anything. All to Manasarovar, to this, Badrinath, Kedarnath, hey, Jai Mataji, and all this, this you go. <sighs> it requires perseverance actually. Ordinary, it is not possible. Whatever come me, bad dukra hai, garbar hai, pet me, sar chakra hai. But it on and on and on and on. Such people you will find in their Guinness Book of World Records, in other records. They that also requires a headstrong person like holding on to. If you tell them, they don't have sattvic duty. If you tell them to sit and meditate, ek minute bhi ne ho sakta hai. But if you tell them to ye kaam karna hai, udar jana, ye organize karna hai, they are lagero. They will do it like anything. But if they have to withdraw and, and focus their attention on the self, and pay attention there, that is not possible. So this type of uh, an attachment to the dharma, kama and artha and having eye on the results, result oriented, such type of dhriti, Bhagavan says, is rajasi. And this leads one to more and more creation of vasanas and samsara only. This also we see a lot of people of this type. But there is something called tamasic dhruti. It's quite wonderful. 
wonderful means one should give it up but you will be able to see it very clearly yaya swapnam bhayam shokam विषादम मदमेवच नविमुंचति दुर्मेधा धृतेसा पाठ धृतेसा तामसी मता यया स्वप्नम भयम शोकम ुंचति दुर्मेधा धृति सायया स्वप्न भय शोक विषादम मदमे न विमुंचति दुर्मेधा धृति सामसीमता और यू मैट बी हेविंग सम अदर रीडिंग सो दिस इज कॉल्ड तामसिक परसिवरेंस और तामसिक होल्डिंग ऑन टू if one holds on to this type of thing what swapnam swapnam means some literally it means dream but it means some sort of imaginary uh, concept holding on to some imaginary concept imaginary thing totally negative totally uh, baseless sometimes people hold on to such concept and with even if you try they will not be able to give up which creates sorrow in their life which creates confusion in their life some funny idea about life about about people about world and imaginary concept they hold on to imaginary imaginary fears imaginary uh, pursuits something they will hold on to is called yaya swapnam so they are holding on to swapna dream but false having no basis of reality then bhayam some fear some phobia fear some people have that uh, thing they hold on to some vague fear which doesn't have any basis some fear of people or some fear of something that will be deep within their heart jaisa karne se jaisa hoga and then every dealing and everything will be will be with this fear only even when they look at people they will look with fear pata nahi ye mujhe kyun dekh raha hai uske haath mein kya hai udhar jana nahi hai udhar wo bahut dangerous hai wahan aur main wo kabhi nahi karna chahiye ha baba kabhi nahi baba mere ko dar lagta hai so in everything there is fear in the heart no faith in god no faith in themselves no faith in world no faith in goodness no faith in people fear at every point so this and holding on to that fear the mind cannot give up even if one is told and one is one proves that nothing to be frightened and all they hold on to some fear in life fear is the motivating or the factor which moves them in life and even their work and their religion and their everything is with with fear even they worship god with fear and pata nahi ye abhi maine nariyal arpan kiya hai par bhagwan ko acha lage bura laga hoga ah 
अरे सोमवार के दिन मैंने ये किया मंगलवार को वो किया वहां पर आई वेंट टू द टेम्पल बट आई डिड नॉट लुक एट गॉड बट आई लुक एल्स वेर यू मस्ट बी वेरी एंग्री विथ मी सॉन्ग क्रेजी फियर्स ऑफ लाइफ वेदर दे आर इन द पार्ट ऑफ रिलीजन और वर्ल्डली थिंग्स और वॉट एवर इट इज फियर 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 यूजलेस फियर सो होल्डिंग ऑन टू दैट दे कांट गिव अप देन शोकम शोकम मीन्स सौरो होल्डिंग ऑन टू सौरो समटाइम पीपल होल्ड ऑन टू सौरोज ऑफ दर पास्ट चाइल्डहुड का सौरो then you are avastha ka sauro some sorrows they will hold on to that and now and then they will remember those sorrows and they go they cry they can't give up that sorrow see this um, um, shok a certain situation happens and we feel sad and all that is one thing but holding on to that sadness is called tamasik dhruti because the sadness and joy and all it comes and goes everything moves it's a moment sorrow joy is just the, uh, our thoughts which come into our life so it comes and it goes it comes goes so the tamasic person holds on to it keeps on repeating it and it keeps it fresh doesn't give up so there are some people they keep on holding on to sorrow and sometimes they feel guilty if they give up their sorrows and all they feel lost so they hold on to sorrow and to grief vishad vishad grief we feel when we have lost something which we cannot gain it again ever like death somebody dies that person doesn't come and even if he comes you will run away the ghost you will see so there is no choice for the person he can't come so grief is there when we feel that i have lost something forever but that also comes and goes after some time one overcomes that grief but a tamasic person is one who holds on to that grief becomes sad sorrowful and depressed and hold on to that depression keep on thinking about it and and becoming more and more sorrowful so it's called vishad then madam madam means Uh, pride arrogance hmm? vanity holding on to that some sort of pride that fellow must have been rich or some from the royal thing and all now royalty has gone the palace is taken away by the government all the royalty has gone everything but that fellow hold on to that pen bhi phati hui hai lekin hold on to that thing that i am a great king or royal person kabhi kabhi hota hai log they cannot give up they can't renounce their post so they keep writing ex president and ex this and ex that and all and then they feel insulted if others don't recognize them properly so holding on to some pride holding on to some sorrow which we can drop it after some time you should drop then holding on to fears and some imaginary imagination some swapna dream false dream that nature of holding on to this is called uh, tamasik uh, dhriti ha huh? navimunchati durmedha because of uh, 
wrong understanding, that person is unable to give up this. That is called tamasic dhruti. So this is just a description of the state Bhagwan is giving this. This is tamasic, rajasic, sattvic. So we have to come out of this tamasic dhruti and rajasic and try to cultivate the sattvic dhruti and sattvic buddhi and sattvic everything. But what is the result? Why are we perceiving all this? Because all this will take us to the path to the state of enlightenment, to the state of supreme uh, uh, beatitude, supreme peace. Because all of us, whatever we are doing, we are doing it to gain that supreme peace and supreme happiness. Whatever we are doing, we are doing it for happiness, sukha and shanti. So here, finally, Bhagwan analyzes the three types of happiness also. The sattvic, the rajasic, and tamasic. See, this is just a halfway we have reached. Huh? Then we will try to understand exactly what is the benefit of understanding all this and how we can utilize it in our sadhana. That will be very beautifully then presented in the next half of this chapter. So let us, since we have time, we will briefly see these three types of happiness. Sukham Tvidanim Trividham Shrunume Bharatarshabha Abhyasadramate yatra Dukkhantancha nigachati Sukham tvidanim trividham Shrunume bharatarshabha Ah, sukham tu idanim trividham shrume bharatarshabha he bharatarishabha o best among the bharata kula he arjuna you listen to these three types of sukha three types of happiness three types of happiness see all of us want happiness and our scriptures have analyzed this happiness also so beautifully and if you understand, then we should try to pursue higher and higher type of happiness. If we are getting uh, what you call becoming happy only with the tamasic happiness, we should try to make our happiness more and more rajasic and then make it sattvic. And then Bhagwan also has mentioned before, then, then the one can transcend this sattvic happiness also and come to remain established in one's own self, which is also of the nature of supreme happiness. So what is this, uh, this uh, three types of happiness we will see? So, Sukham tu idanim trividham shrunume bharatarshava. They are of three types. First he talks about sattvic sukha. Abhyasat ramate yatra dukkhantanche nigachati. This sattvic sukha will be mentioned in the next verse also, but one line is mentioned here. 
Bhagavan says, one who involves, one who pursues this sattvic sukha with abhyas, with regular practice, with regular practice, one revels in this sattvic sukha and dukkhantancha nigachati and one becomes free of all sorrow. So, in order to gain this sattvic sukha, it can be gained through practice. What practice and all we will see. But constant practice, slowly and steadily, the person start experiencing the sattvic sukha. And once that person start reveling in this sattvic sukha, all the sorrows will go away. We will see the next words also and then try to understand it, this sattvic sukha, together. Yatta dagrevishamiva Pariname mrutopamam Tatsukham satvikam proktam Atma buddhi prasadajam Yatta dagrevishamiva Prarināme mṛtopamam tatsukham sattvikam proktam This sukha, sattvik sukha, Bhagavan says that in the beginning it is like poison. It might appear like poison, might be full of uh, little pain and sorrow or difficulty. But pariname amrutopamam, but the result of this is like amrut, like ambrosia, like that state of immortality. Tatsukam satvikam proktam atma buddhi prasadajam. It is gained when the buddhi, our intellect and our antakarana becomes pure, when it gets the, when it gets the, as though the light of Self is reflected in that buddhi. When that buddhi is focused on the self, atma buddhi, when the buddhi, our intellect gets focused on the self, then that buddhi becomes pure and in that pure buddhi, the bliss of the self gets reflected and that bliss of the self is self is sattvic sukha. Uh, we'll explain. Huh? Don't worry. <laughs> uh, if we compare it uh, uh, with the Rajasik and Tamasik, uh, let me, before going to the shlokas there, briefly tell you, this Tamasik Sukha is experienced when a person goes into the state of sleep. Sleep, laziness, forgetfulness, though that also gives a lot of joy. Great joy, great bliss when you become lazy, when you forget, and it also gives joy. That is called tamasic sukha. Then when our senses come in contact with the objects, like Shabda Sparsha Rupa the five objects, the sound, the taste, the touch, when our senses indulge in the object, that also gives rise to joy. That is called Rajasik Sukha. 
But when the mind and intellect, our inner equipment start becoming more and more pure, then also we feel great joy. That is called Sattvic Sukha. When, for example, when you are, uh, when you are, when you are doing some puja, or you are doing some japa, or when you are in satsang, when the mind is very peaceful, huh? when calm, peaceful, the mind is not going, thinking about the past or the future, it's not agitated, that mind also gives joy. You experience great joy, great sense of peace and uh, satisfaction. That is called Sattvic Sukha. But when the mind gets, because of some condition, because of some achievement, because of interaction with some object, because of getting something, when there is excitement and joy, then that is called Rajasik Sukha. And when the mind becomes dull because of sleep, because of drugs, because of drinking, because of laziness, when the mind becomes dull, that's joy is called Tamasik Sukha. Because it is the absence of sorrow. Actually, Tamasik Sukha is nothing but absence of sorrow. Rajasik Sukha is gained through stimulation received from the world. But Sattvic joy is gained when the mind becomes pure. Then the joy of the self gets reflected in that mind. It's like, let us say, the sun or the moon is reflected in the waters. When the water is clean and still, the reflection is very clear. Similarly, when the mind is clean and still, the reflection of the, the joy of the self is experienced in that mind. So that is called the sattvic joy, sattvic sukha. Another very interesting point of the sattvic sukha is that when it comes, it destroys all sorrow. It's a very important point. Sattvic Sukha is one which destroys sorrow. Destroys sorrow means the everyone has got some experiences which has given us sorrow, pain. But and whenever we remember them, again the sorrow and pain comes. So people they involve themselves into some activity, into some uh, other distraction, so that they forget their joy, sorrow. But uh, whenever you are quiet, whenever uh, before sleeping or getting up or some time, suddenly the sorrow comes again. Have you experienced that? It happens like that. Sorrow is not destroyed by uh, perceiving the pleasures of this world. Sorrows are not destroyed by uh, getting distracted by various activities. Sorrows are suppressed for some time. They are forgotten for some time, but they are not destroyed. But when a person experiences sattvic joy, the sorrows get destroyed. One, even when one, one remembers the incident of sorrow, it no longer gives any sorrow. It doesn't have the ability to make you unhappy. Not that you forget the incident, you might remember. But it no longer gives sorrow. When it had happened, you were crying and weeping and in grief and you were totally sorrowful. But when you have that sattvic joy, then even when it is somebody reminds you of that incident or you remember, it doesn't give any sorrow. 
that is the sign of a sattvic joy we will conclude here and i will again start the next uh, yajna with the sattvic joy only and then we will continue uh, further there most beautiful shlokas are there uh, and also that famous shloka sarva dharman parityajya will come so it's the most beautiful portion so you don't miss huh? so from 1st december to 7 december we will have this remaining portion we will study